Hello and welcome to Scholar Podcast, where we interview thought leaders, innovators, and trendsetters from the SEO and the Belt and Road countries. This episode took us to Chongqing, located in the southwest point of China, where we interviewed young entrepreneurs from Pakistan and Afghanistan, who took their country's craft to the second Western Fair for trade and investment. Moez and Ali were one of many young inspiring traders who were helping local communities back home by exporting and selling goods in China. This time they brought their products to the joint SEO pavilion organized by the SEO Countries United Center for Business Cooperation where the pavilion featured key attributes of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization which included the SCO drum, symbolizing the Shanghai spirit, a fast train featuring 12 countries of the SCO, exhibiting their economic, tourist, and investment potential through short promotional videos as well as infographics on its country's trade with China. It also featured 30 companies representing eight countries of the SCO, including our feature guests from Afghanistan and Pakistan. Moez Zamir Awan is a CEO at Global Silk Route Enterprises, which is based in Islamabad, Pakistan. His business focuses on the Silk Road periphery, specializing in traditional Pakistani handicrafts and gemstones. All these gemstones products are available both in rough and cut forms. Really beautiful stuff. Ali Azhar Faiz works for a Qasimi group of companies, which was established in 1979 under the title of Qasimi Metals in Kabul. It has been counted as the founder of modern metal industry in Afghanistan. Qasimi group of companies are cultivating, processing, and internationally exporting pure Afghan saffron. Our conversation with Ali and Moaz really deep dove into the challenges of doing business in China and why it is important for SEO countries and businesses to combine efforts and try to resolve the challenges of doing business in its own neighborhood and opening new opportunities here in China. Enjoy the episode. Moaz, you are a young entrepreneur from Pakistan doing business here in China. Tell us about your business and tell us about what the challenges of doing business in China is that you're facing every day. For everyone, uh, entrepreneurship means different things. But for me, an entrepreneur is a person who takes a risk uh, in hope for getting profit from it, but in the same time helping the local community. So my business is basically, um, you know, increasing the skill level of the local uh, Pakistani uh, lapidary workers, handicraft workers, bringing their products to the Chinese market. So I deal with gemstones, handicrafts, and also uh, now we're we're going into the herbal market. So um, yeah, this is basically my my you know my my entrepreneurship helping the local people and also introducing the products into China, 
uh, we know that we have a huge trade gap with uh, between China and Pakistan. And of course, if young people will not uh, come out to fill this gap out, who is going to do that? Uh, let's talk about the challenges in uh, in the Chinese market. Well, the Chinese market is um, is a very sensitive market. Uh, so for people who are doing, um, for example, gemstone business, every year is a different year. And um, if someone has the wrong material at the uh, you know at the wrong time or the wrong time of the year, then it's a big problem. So. Uh, it's very important to learn about the Chinese market before venturing out to in, into any kind of business, and especially the gem, the gemstone business. Uh, so I would like, uh, basically, advise people to have a thorough look at what they're venturing into, learn the Chinese society, how does it work, and then go out and venture into you know into the business environment. Now, how long you've been doing business here in China? Well, I've uh, started like uh, two years ago. Uh, but let's say like the you know the running business is kind of like a year ago, so I'm quite new, quite fresh, and I'm still in a, in a learning process. Um, things are going great, and I think this um, this SEO pavilion is a great opportunity for a lot of people who you know who want to come to China and experience um, you know the market over here to get a vibe over here before entering properly entering the Chinese market. Now, your product is it familiar to the Chinese consumers? And if it is, what drives them, or what could drive them more to purchase your product uh, uh, on a larger scale? Well, uh, so every city is different. So for my products, people in Beijing know much better than people in Chongqing. Um, I, you know, like from uh, from spectators. I I saw a lot of people coming in, and they thought that my products are uh, quartz, uh, which in Chinese is shuijing, and uh, these are not quartz; these are like gemstones, uh, and quartz is like way cheaper than these gemstones. Uh, so I think there is like um, maybe uh, not a lot of people know about these things, but that's also a good thing because I'm kind of also educating a lot of people. Are they willing to learn? Uh, they are willing to learn. And uh, most of the people, they, you know, they know the names and then they write them down and then they go back and they're searching on Baidu or Taobao and they kind of like do the price comparisons and they and they they do come back after they do the price comparisons on Taobao or these online platforms. So they're very educated consumers. They're very educated consumers. Um, so the competition is very very tough. Uh, very very tough. Uh, yesterday there was one uh, lady and uh, I told her the price of a ruby. And she's just started like um, in front of me. Like she stood for 20 minutes and she checked like seven different different platforms to check the prices of ruby, and uh, she got one because the price was good. And yeah, so very educated, very educated consumers. Now, how many uh, Pakistanis, or especially young Pakistanis that you know, are doing the same business here in China? Well, I think uh, Pakistani people, especially the young people, are very. Uh, are having a very entrepreneurial mindset. So uh, let's say the people around me are starting restaurants. Um, I'm doing gemstones. Uh, people are doing trade um, services. People are doing websites. And um, I kind of um, met a guy which had a very uh, interesting idea uh, that was to measure people's, uh, you know, 
height and waist and everything like uh and then you know ordering their suits back from pakistan so that's like really cost effective it's like almost like um 70 less than you know the chinese market so yeah there's a lot of people doing it uh but we need more people more and more people to be directly involved in trade that's how it's gonna you know the trade deficits are gonna go down and the economy is gonna go up you said something interesting in the beginning uh about what or who is the as an entrepreneur and you said that it's important to give back to the community now there's also uh a sentiment that in order to give back to the community you need to make money now for an entrepreneur is it community first or money first or do you somehow try to find an equilibrium between the two well uh it's as simple as that if uh if i am selling something i am giving back to the community because my products are coming from the workers back in pakistan and if i sell something i will get more stuff from them that is how their livelihood is going to be running so it's a direct relationship between them it's not about making money or something as the more i take from them the more i sell the more i sell the more i take from them so we have to be more thoughtful about the business that we're doing yes we have to think about ways how to you know sell better uh get better products and uh, uh so my so my aim is to do something bigger and then when i have some capital i can um uh, you know increase the skill set of the local people because the skill set of the local people is still uh from the early 1900s and um so that's that's not very good and uh, we need to you know increase the skill set of the people so they make better products they package them better they cut them better and they do the the processing in a better way so you want to grow this particular business right when it, the gemstone business yes yes very interesting now my last question is all around you are also young entrepreneurs young people representing different countries of the SEO tell us about uh how you have been able in the past uh, couple of days right here on the same platform uh get along work together or maybe learn from one another tell us about what you feel that this types of platform represent for you as an entrepreneur uh for me as an entrepreneur this platform is uh has been like a huge help um i mean in terms of business of course but in terms of education um so i met a lot of people from tajikistan and uh, from uzbekistan from russia and i saw a lot of products and i think um you know for for people living in this region we haven't been doing a lot of trade and we haven't been interacting a lot uh, we look towards uh, 7000 kilometers away uh, to the west which is way far from us than to each other and uh, if you look closely that uh, we we look closely we have a lot of opportunities amongst ourselves so we can get a lot of things from russia from tajikistan from uzbekistan from kazakhstan in term they can take a lot of things from us and that's going to make us more dependent on each other and we can travel more within each other and know more about each other and this type of platform allows you at least to begin to, begin to think with. about these opportunities yes exactly so that's you know it's it's kind of a starting point you ventured into you you meet different people so i i met uh one guy from tajikistan and 
it is apricots and pakistan has a huge um you know potential for dried apricots so i think there are these small points which if can you know if can be clicked they can give you know back a lot to the community thank you welcome Ali John, you've been in China for quite a while. Tell us more about your business. Tell us what its specifics are in terms of entering China and what uh, challenges do you face? Uh, first time which I started this uh, product I bring from uh, Afghanistan to China, it was 2016. At that time, I was quite busy with university staffs also at the same time bringing, bringing Afghanistan product in China. Since 2016, I started. That's how it happened. And because from Afghanistan to China, we don't have a good platform to bring the product. Recently, that uh, One Built, One Road initiative, that created a system, but it still did some problem. We need to work on it. And uh, because Afghanistan, most of product come from outside Afghanistan. It's... Uh, not importing, just all export stuffs. Uh, that's a big problem, and that's how I decide to work more in this area and bring Afghanistan product because it's helping our economy and our people. The challenge is we don't have a good system like bringing bring product from Afghanistan to China. From China, we can take product to Afghanistan because there is a lot of uh, transportation companies, but from Afghanistan to China, no still need to work on it this is the big problem now, is the problem with the uh, logistics more or is it the problem in comprehensive system uh, I think because you know this uh, cargo which descending by train from Urumqi to Afghanistan it's is going to different countries like Uzbekistan uh, Kazakhstan and after that camp to Afghanistan right. when this train is coming back it's expensive for Afghanistan product right now we have this challenge Because Afghanistan product is so like, so the products from China uh, fills out the train, but when it comes back, it's, it's nearly empty. empty yeah. So that's why it spikes up the cost of the product. Yeah, here already in China, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it happened like that. Wow. Okay. And uh, recently, Afghanistan government working on this talk with Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan to give them a low price, because uh, from China to Uzbekistan prices good like 2000 US per container but from Uzbekistan Kazakhstan go to Afghanistan it's like one third of the way but they pay like 4000 US dollar per container that's a lot of money right yeah they're trying to fix this problem when we fix this problem I think the import and export between Afghanistan and China will be more easier for us and we will have more entrepreneurs to work in this area Very interesting. Tell us uh, about what is uh, popular among the Chinese consumers when it comes to your stone uh, or um, saffron here. Uh, what is more popular or is everything equally popular? And if it is, what are the challenges of selling it on the market? What hurdles do you face? Uh, saffron and uh, lapis lazuli both is famous between Chinese people mm. because they have this culture. And one problem which I face in saffron business that there, there are a lot of uh, people which bring the uh, saffron illegally. Right. They don't get the certificate, they don't uh, import, and they just like 
there is a system. I don't know how it works. Uh, recently, there is a problem between Iran and U.S., and th that's why Iran cannot sell their product. So they take illegally the product to China. They bring it to Hong Kong after from Hong Kong to other part of China. So this is a problem because when they bring illegally, they sell it cheap. Right. And they're destroying a kind of the market. Now, when it comes to these types of events, are they uh, really helpful? Yeah, yeah. This kind of event is very helpful because uh, most of people, most of Chinese people, they don't know about Afghanistan Zafran. They just heard about Iran Zafran. Uh, Iran Zafran is really good, but uh, does China have Zafran? China, yeah, China also. They have in Tibet. Right. They have inside greenhouse. They're like making like this way. They they have their own system inside greenhouse. They grow it. And what's the difference between the Afghani? Uh, Zafran and uh, okay, we can call Afghanistan zafran more organic. Yeah, when they test it in laboratory, so they can find the difference in different quality in less chemicals. Yeah, less chemical, not less chemical. It's we call it hundred percent natural. <laughs> we don't use more uh, any chemical steps. So like we grow it in the outside in land and. Water. <laughs> That's how. now. You're a young entrepreneur. Uh, what do you wish uh, to do uh, in the future uh, with your business? Which, do Do you want to grow it, or do you want to move to something else? Do you want to still to continue doing the import from Afghanistan? Yeah, I will work more on it because right now the uh, lapis lazuli which we got here, it's all um, we 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 take it from mine and we bring it to other countries like Pakistan, Malaysia. Uh, Thailand and after that we make it beautiful work on it and bring to the market in the future I want to do all this work inside Afghanistan because if we do this work inside Afghanistan there will be we will create the job for people and we will train people so those people which we pay for Thailand and Pakistan or other countries we will pay that money for our own people uh, right th th that's one of my plan which I will work in the future yeah, I will work in this area more. And Amazing, because it's uh, young entrepreneurs like you who not only trying to do business for profit, but at the same time trying to give back to the community. Yeah. The, the, and Afghanistan needs it a lot. Yeah, Afghanistan needs that a lot. The business is, purpose of business, every successful business is like that. You help people, people help you. If you just... Be uh, careless about your own benefits. Uh, that business will not continue. Are there many uh, business people? Are there many entrepreneurs here in China from Afghanistan? Yeah, there is. There is uh, some. Afghan what do they do? Uh, some of them, uh, most of them, they take product from China and sell to Afghanistan. This not helping Afghanistan economy. It's helping people use uh, the customers they need. Uh, but less people working uh, decide that bring product from Afghanistan to China there's less people like maybe 10, 20, something like that tell me your definition of entrepreneurship, what is an entrepreneur and what is entrepreneurship for you? entrepreneur is someone which is solving the, the society problem like solve the people's problem when you see a challenge in the society you solve that and there is a yeah, there will be a uh, economical benefit as well. Yeah, when you solve the problem for people for society, a big challenge. So you'll earn. 
and you'll help people at the same time. I think this is the definition from my side. <laughs> for Thank you so much, Ali. Yeah.